how she get it. Made a couple racks, I never asked how she get it. Hello everyone, welcome back to Connect with Christina and today across from me is my friend Marcella Eckert with Student Loan Relief. How are you? you? Good, good, good (laughs) to be here. Thanks for having me. For sure. We're going to go over a few things because I'm excited to have you on here and uh, but I want to start by you sharing with everyone what it is that you do. Oh, okay. Well, I'm Marcella Ector. Um, I founded the company Student Loan Relief, and we specialize in helping people relieve their federal student loans. So um, that is pretty much a silent crippler for American Dream. So um, I found a niche, and... Uh, I love it. Like, I love helping people get out of their federal student loans, get their money back, and get their life back. And so on that, how does this program work and who qualifies for it? So anybody that have a federal student loan or direct loan qualifies for the borrower's defense, okay? Um, And I tell everybody to challenge their student loans because every school – Basically sells you an oceanfront property in Arizona. So, <laughs> in the desert? <laughs> yes, in the desert, yes. They, uh, they make a bunch of promises. So that's why a lot of us go to college, um, because we want to better our career and make more money for our families. And how are you, um, at this current moment, how are you able to find the people to help? Um, word of mouth, social media, good friends like yourself, um, helping us solve this problem. Um, So that's pretty much it, social media and referrals. And also on that, uh, the the site, I always get confused. So it has to be a federal student loan. So not private. No, not private. Yeah, private is a different animal, um, but they still are kind of under the same uh, rules and regulations because they they really can't... uh, make you pay for fraudulent loans, okay? Um, But uh, the ones that are backed by the government, they have more um, stricter policies, so it's easier to get those. And then, like, is there restrictions on the amounts? No. If they've graduated? No. So this is how the law reads. If you believe that your school misled you, then you are allowed to... um, so if you believe that the school misled you, caused you financial harm um, by omission and or by violating a state law, you can assert a claim against your school. So it says if you believe. Mm-hmm. And most laws don't say that. So uh, it's if you looked at the news here, um, preferably back like starting in March when Biden took over, uh, he's been using uh, this particular law to help uh, do target um, relief for people with debt. So you're saying, um, just so we understand, like in what in what promise, like how did the school harm them, I guess is the question. Okay, so um, first off, uh, the school basically tells you that, hey, you'll be more marketable within six months after graduating. Um, they show you these fake graduation rates or 
uh, inflated graduation rates for the amount of people who graduated from their college, uh, the amount of people that they placed into jobs, um, and they tell you about the high-paying um, salary that you'll be making um, you know, once you get out of their program or graduate from their program. Uh, other ones are school closures, um, transferring credits, because a lot of people go from one college to the next for whatever reason from uh, you know, from brick and mortar to online and things of those natures. That's how, you know, the school make all these promises. Like kind of like saying, okay, if you go to college, you finish college within the six months, you're going to get this job yep. paying this amount. Yep. Yep. And then uh, <coughs> the funniest part is if you ever watch your favorite TV shows, through each of those shows, there's almost always guaranteed at least one commercial showing either a minority, single parent, uh, and the person is struggling, then all of a sudden they go to college and then they sit in this big boardroom and now they're making tons of money and they walk across you know, with their degree and all this kind of stuff. And that's, that's basically a lie because that's not how it happens because you don't, most of the people get these jobs based off networking and who they know. Um, <clears throat> The degrees, yes, it helps, but most of these schools are just uh, diploma mills. So they, a lot of these industries don't like the school, don't recognize the school, and so uh, um, you know you, that's how you end up with a lot more education than, I'm sorry, a lot more debt than education. So what you're saying is it's basically almost like false promising. It is. It's okay. exactly what it is, false promising. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Over yeah, and college is not for everyone. So no, it's not. It's not, <coughs> and that's another thing too, um, because this online boom is a false perception. Because a lot of the schools tell these students that, hey, look, you can sit in your living room, uh, put on your pajamas, have your hot cocoa or whatever, and get online whenever you get ready and turn in your assignments. But that's not true because you have to participate during certain times. You have to follow the threads. You have to turn in your homework at particular mm -hmm. times. And so it's a false uh, expectations to, uh, you know, young adults, uh, teenagers, because you have to be really disciplined. To th if you think about it, to, uh, man, to go to school and carve out an hour, two hours, three hours worth of time to, you know, to do the work. And I mean, obviously, you both know some people that, because again, college isn't for everyone. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so sometimes when, you know, you see in the marketplace, like people with no degrees are doing better with the ones, you know, of course, we're not saying school's bad, right. school's good. Right, 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 right. But within what we're talking about, yeah, that it, it's true. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people that are super successful, some of them didn't even, you know, finish high school. I mean, yeah. Um, again, I want to be clear, education is good for you, but in what we're talking about, you know. You're right. Well, just look at the numbers. Numbers don't lie. Um, most people that are millionaires didn't, uh, millionaires and billionaires didn't finish college. They're actually dropouts. Mm -hmm. So, um, and again, I'm, I'm with you. I tell my boys the same thing. Hey, look, college is good, but if you have a field, particular field that you're going into, and it's not even <clears throat> doctors, dentists, and things of that nature anymore because if you look at the amount of doctors that go into the practice, they learn about the body, the anatomy, and, and drugs, and things of that nature, but 
They don't get taught how to run a business. A lot of them fail. A lot of them have to go into uh, partner up with other, uh, uh, um, another doctor and things like that because they don't know how to run a business. They know, they know how to make sure we don't get sick and how to operate and things of that nature on us and administer medicine, but they don't know how to run a business. Yeah, that's a good point. And as far as the, um, the requirements, the, it wasn't clear to me, like, it, do you have to be completely, uh, you have to have, what, four years of college, or does it even matter? One year, you didn't graduate, you graduated. You mean to qualify for the program? Mm -hmm. No. So a person could drop out okay. um, and still qualify for um, uh, the, relief. The, the relief for the program because it doesn't matter. Because, again, the school, during the enrollment process, that's when a lot of the false promises happen because that's the only way they can get you enrolled in school. And um, I used to be in that in that arena and basically they uh, act like people were cattle because the more people they bring in through the doors, the more money they make. Especially <laughs> with the online school. Oh, yeah. Personally, I could never do online. I yeah. respect everyone who can mm -hmm. have that discipline, but mm -hmm. I can't because I, <laughs> you know, I'll be like, oh, I'll just, I'll do it yeah. later. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm the same way. I don't, anybody who go to school, period, like my hat goes off to you. Uh, and I give you a lot of respect because there's a lot of hard work, dedication, sweat and tears, a lot of sacrifice to go through um, with that. Um, and a lot of times work suffers, family suffer, you even suffer, uh, you know, from taking care of yourself because your schedule is so jam packed and you got to study. You, you, you have to pass. So um, everybody who has degrees, you know, my hat goes off to you. I have a lot of respect for you, but that's not for me either because the mm -hmm. numbers, uh, I'm a numbers guy. Those numbers don't add up because they can't, promise, what's they can't the, promise me that the return on investment. What's the recent numbers on college education as of 2021? Like to get a just a basic bachelor's, how much is it a year? The average student loan debt is about 35000 between thirty and 35000 It's crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're definitely in debt before you even start. Yeah. And here's something else. Have you ever thought about this? How can a young adult, um, and let's say from 18 all the way up to whatever age, um, can go to college and get a $35,000, uh, basically check to go to school, $100,000, you know, voucher to go to school, whatever, but you can't go to the same bank and get that type of loan they want your blood so ain't that the same person that has the same views but it's like how come they want how come the bank wants your blood but the schools don't because the schools understand the game the game is to get more people in and i mean it's turned to greed now i'm not again i'm not anti-education but education now has turned to greed and that's why the tuition keeps going higher and higher because it can and the jobs aren't paying more. The tuition schools are getting higher, but the jobs and everything else is not. Well, and it's good to let people out there know that this program is actually available because yeah. I, it was news to me. Yeah. You know, and think about the people that have maybe paid it halfway and are mm -hmm. struggling through it. Mm -hmm. Those people qualify too, yes. even if they've already paid yes. most of it. Yeah, so here's, here's a, a little caveat, a couple of them. So if you have already paid your student loans off, 
there's no statues, no real statues of limitations that say you can't go back and uh, try to recoup that money or get a refund of that because a lot of students didn't know that their school was uh, basically violating the state and federal law um, by omission or misrepresenting their uh, educational program. So you can get your money back, you can get your credit excuse me, credit cleaned up. Um, it takes about 18 months. Um, and uh, from now until 2025, you don't have to pay taxes um, on it. So, well, that's huge. Yeah, it is huge. Yes. So you think about that. It's a win-win-win versus these other programs that are out there, like the uh, Income Driven Repayment Program, the uh, Public Service Loan Forgiveness Programs. You have to pay for 10, 10 years to 25 years making payments. And to me, that doesn't make sense. You already took a pay cut to go into these fields. So now you're paying for the rest of your life? That doesn't make sense to me. And and with these, um, the the program that you offer, mm -hmm. like from the time they submit that application to you, how mm -hmm. long is that whole process? So it's supposed to be 18 months, okay? Um, because of the last administration, mm -hmm. uh, whether you liked them or not, um, they were not for the people when it comes to education, okay? Um, as far as getting relief from education. So they didn't give people the relief like they were supposed to. Mm -hmm. So they have over, right now, the Department of Education probably have over 160,000 backlog of people who were asking to get relief from their federal student loans and deserved it. So it might take longer than 18 months, but typically it's 18 months from the time you filed the claim, <clears throat> excuse me, all the way until finish. But then when do they start the payment to, to, to or do they stop the payment to the, that they were already making? So you don't have to make a payment. So all collection efforts stop immediately. Okay. As soon as you, as soon as you file the uh, paperwork to get in the program, all collection efforts stop immediately. So if you are on a wage garnishment, um, it stops. Now they have up to 90 days to stop that because quote unquote. Now all of us have the same type of internet and when we push submit, it submits immediately. But they say that the Department of Education and the program, uh, like somewhere in there is snail mail. <laughs> I don't know how over the internet, but they have to make sure that the all the paperwork is sent over whatever to the other department. But um, as we speak, it takes 90 days to stop wage garnishments, all collection efforts. Uh, so all collection efforts stop now, immediately. But wage garnishments and tax interceptions and, and things of that nature and litigation, that takes up to 90 days. But after that, they cannot, your service loan provider cannot ask you for a payment. Okay. And then the actual application to you, how long is that part? So it takes us seven to 15 okay. business days. Okay. It just depends on how complex your uh, situation was um, and how many areas does your particular experience uh matches up so we go through um i'm glad you said that because we use the same process as the uh inspector general so we know what subcategories they use what categories what are they actually looking for what laws and things of that nature what lingo that they want to hear to get you relief so um 
That's why we've been very successful. And does it affect your credit or does student loan doesn't ever get reported, right? I forget so it, these things. It does. Okay. And this is good with this law too because if your school caused you financial harm, legally they cannot put any negative marks on your credit because this uh, particular school was a bad acting school um, by all the false promises and things of that nature. So we could... We normally go after them and help you uh, with your credit with the three different credit bureaus and say, hey, look, you can't put this reporting down. This is uh, they're fighting this particular uh, federal student loan and you need to stop reporting falsely on their credit. And then can you give us an example of like the amounts you've helped people with from the, the smallest amount, the yeah. largest amount in that you've helped with? So. The largest amount was three hundred seventy-five thousand. Ouch! I have. Yeah, three hundred seventy-five thousand. Uh, the least amount was around about seven grand. Okay. Like that, but mostly we tried to stick to about ten grand is the lowest, um, and then the highest. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because what just, was that person know, trying to go to school for? They were act- actually a uh, dentist. Okay. So uh, dentist. Um, so it's dentists, doctors, medical healthcare professionals. Those have the highest uh, uh, student loan debt. Also, those uh, people who went to a lot of the for-profit colleges also have a lot of uh, student loan debt. When was this law passed? Uh, this law has been around since 1995, and it really didn't get popular until after the Obama's administration came in and shut down Corinthian College. Okay. So at that point, it went from, so basically from like 1995 till, now don't quote me like exact numbers, but it was less than 1,000 claims from 95 to about 2000, when was, I think Obama was like 2016-ish, somewhere mm-hmm. around there when he was in, in office. But from Fact that, check. Yeah, fact <laughs> check, yeah, check, check that. But yeah, it was less than 1,000 though, definitely. Um, and ever since Obama came into the uh, office and started cracking down on these for-profit colleges, uh, making all these false promises, then the numbers went up like, man, it went from basically like 1,000 to 15,000, and it just keeps getting higher and higher because the government knows that most of these schools are bad-acting schools, um, and there's all types of laws that are between the schools and the Department of Education and Title IV funding that states that if they do cause any student financial harm, they have to pay that. But it's not being enforced the way it's supposed to be. So, Which, which allows your company to kind of step in. Yes, yes. So we're, yeah, so we're allowed to uh, expose the truth, you know, um, and help the smaller uh, individuals um, like myself and whoever else have student loan debt who don't know their uh, options to let you know your, what your options are because basically now you're getting told to shut up and pay. And it's like, what? That doesn't make sense. If you ain't getting any benefit from it, and even if you did get a benefit, you the school didn't put you in that job. Okay, just think about that. The school didn't, they tell you they're going to place you at these jobs. They didn't. They tell you how much you're going to make you're not because how many people get straight out of college and run in and make you know a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand or 
75000 or whatever the number that they showed you that you're going to be making, that doesn't happen. You go out of college and then you start the entry level and go up. Now, unless you know people, now there are some circumstances that it does happen, but most of the time that you, get, you go to college, you get the degree, you start at the bottom, and you work your way up. And then how long have you had your company and uh, how long have you been helping people? Since 2016. Okay. Since 2016, yes. Uh, we have went full-time 2016. Before that, I was helping people become a whistleblower uh, because um, I was in that arena uh, helping people, to, uh, to helping to enroll people to go to college. And I noticed that... Uh, I was doing people more harm than good. Now I was making a lot of friends, you know, um, and connecting with people because I really thought I was helping them, you know, uh, to be able to, to take care of their family and provide for their family better. And when I realized that these schools was basically just using us as slaves uh, to get more people in and they making a ton of money and these people aren't getting what they asked for, that's terrible. That's, that's terrible. Do you So earlier you mentioned that a school was shut down. Yeah. What was it called? Uh, Corinth Corinthian College. And what happened with that school? So a lot of mismanagement with the money, um, a lot of uh, accreditation problems with the programs not meeting the state requirements, um, a lot of false promises. Just It's like most schools. Like most of these for-profit colleges, they they uh, they uh, overpromise, underdeliver. A lot of their programs that they're offering are just barely hitting the minimum um, qualifications for the state, and a lot of times they squeak by because right before the accreditation or the audit that they have for the accreditation, they they get some programs that that work, and then so they submit those. And so the next five years or whatever, they are kind of, you know, running, doing whatever. And uh, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. And it just hurts us, you know, um, the taxpayers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you can, like, to let the viewers know exactly what type of client you're looking for to okay. help out. Um, Anyone um, drowning in student loans? Yeah, any, right. Anybody who has federal student loans and uh, and haven't really benefited from their student loans, if you're not working in your your field of expertise, if you felt like the schools caused you financial harm, um, if you went to a lot of these uh, for-profit colleges, um, I would say give me a call. Uh, if you you know if you have a job and ability to to to, to make payments, then I would say definitely give me a call. Um, because every school, I'm not going to say every school is a bad school. What I am going to say is every school make you false promises. Mm -hmm. Every school does. And all the way down to this. This is a big time common when I fight with different lawyers all the time about this. Because I'm like, if you were told that you have six months grace period to start repaying back your federal student loans. But the school never tells you. That if you use that six months grace period, that uh, the Department of Education can add on capitalization interest on top of your already accruing interest to your loans, isn't that financial harm? Like, that's a no-brainer to me.
But they were like, well, the people know because it's on a PPA agreement, master promissory, I mean, not PPA, excuse me, their master promissory note. And I'm like, well, most people, when they are going through financial aid or talking to their counselor, their enrollment counselor is rushing through the FAFSA, helping them, telling them what's the main paragraphs and what it means. They don't never read that part, and it's rare. It's a common practice that they do not read that last portion of capitalization interest. They do not tell you that you can pay um, on the interest while you're going to school so that you don't have to get that capitalization interest. So when people get out of college, guess what happens? They got a big old, you know, they thought they were going to be paying 20000 Now it's thirty-five. That's a shocker. That's a shocker. That's financial harm. That's coercion for me because it's like you was coerced to do this because you didn't know any other option. And most people, I mean, wouldn't you rather pay ten extra twenty dollars for the next for the four years that you was in? College? I definitely don't want to be surprised with uh, <laughs> right double the bill. Right, right. Nobody does. So, you know, things of that nature. Um, you know. So, I I'll call you Mo because it's okay. easier. Good. <laughs> um, how can people get a hold of you? People again that are drowning with student loan and you need help explore your rights, your options. How did they get a hold of you? Well, they could definitely call us. Um, well, we will probably have our yes. We'll put everything up too. Okay. But so uh, you can call me. Um, you can give us an email. Um, you can look at our website. Um, we have Instagram. We have Facebook. Uh, you can contact us all the social media. Okay, outlets, yeah, Justin like will that. post all that up too. Yes. So now on to other awesome questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, in, in getting to know you, one of the things that um, that resonated with me is that you you like to present yourself well, and you like to dress up. Um, my mom used to say, you know, dress up for the job you want, not the job you have. That's true. But as a, as a man in the industry, like, why is it that you are so big on getting dressed up and presenting yourself? Like, I always see you in, in suits. Well, I appreciate that. Um I think it's important because we're walking billboards, walking reflections of ourselves. And if you are walking around, um, you know, with your pants hanging down and sagging and dirty and acting like you really don't care about yourself, that's how people are going to portray you. Um, and I think as a minority um, black man, I think it's even more important for us to um, continue to strive to be better. You know, uh, like your mom said, my mom and dad both instilled that in us too is look, dress like the billionaires and stuff do. Like you don't see them with their pants sagging down. You don't see them with a whole bunch of gold chains. You know, you don't you don't see respectable businessmen dressing like that most of the time. Um and it's who you wanna be. Like, what do you see yourself as? Now, if you, you know, do wanna dress a certain way, that's fine, but what are you attracting with that? You know, you're attracting a lot of times drama, negativity. Um, and that's why people treat you half the time. The way that you get treated is because of what they see, how they see you dressed. So for me, um, I think it's very important for me um, as a black man uh, to present myself the way that I want to be treated. And, uh, you know, I want to be treated like I'm a businessman, like I like. Not a businessman. Like, I am the business, and I am a man. <laughs> but I guess, you know, 
the, it's true. Like you're, you're. It's almost like a way of allowing people to perceive you or treat you when yeah. you know you're not putting in effort. It is. It is. Now I'm not saying that I don't like to, you know, wear my hoodies and my. Uh, you know, gym clothes comfy and things clothes. like that, comfy clothes. But I think it's a time and place for that, too. You know, um, and I, I just think, you know, there's a balance. Let's just say that. There's a balance of how you should act, how you should conduct yourselves. And I'm not telling people to be fake. Um, you should be real, be who you are, um, and, and don't sell your soul to, you know, to be something that you're not. But, you know, just be true to yourself, have balance, and then, you know, put on clothes that reflect you, you know, um, Tactfully, season <laughs> clothes, you know, things like that. So. Yeah. Mo, you know, we've had conversations on the phone about um, people going through hardships and then mm-hmm. finding themselves mm-hmm. and finding their way back. So, mm-hmm. assuming there's someone out there listening to us, and maybe, you know, they they went through some real bad times and. The lowest point of their lives. How, mm-hmm. you know, do you have any advice to those people on how to turn it around? Yeah. Um, I would say, first off, have faith in God. Pray. And uh, Les Brown said it the best. Uh, <laughs> if you fall down, land on your back. Because if you can look up, you can get up. So I like that. I, I, I'm a firm believer of that. You know, um, Justin's going to have to quote that for us. Right. <laughs> okay, good, good. But... I've made a lot of poor decisions uh, in life, and I've made a lot of good ones. And to some people, I'm a hero. To some people, I'm scum. And to those people who I'm scum to, I apologize. You know, I'm getting better. I'm working on myself daily to be a better man. I respect that. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it really doesn't matter how, what your past was as long as you're not continuously down that same road. Uh, mine took a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of prayers, a lot of looking in the mirror and be like, "Dude, you suck. <laughs> you know, you need to get better." You know, and so you got to have that hard talk to yourself sometimes. And sometimes it means being by yourself um, and learning to love yourself. Because a lot of people we don't know how to love ourselves. You know, we get so caught up in different things and we forget about the spirituality. We forget about who we really are as core people. And, you know, we pretty much got to go back to the basics, you know, to figure out who you are. Um, you know, I mean, me, I dove into the Bible. I, I dove into to the gym, you know. Um, How many push-ups again? I could do 100 <laughs> in about 10 or 15 straight. But uh, And Travis? <laughs> Travis is about 60, 65, 70. Yeah. Okay. He's a big dude. Competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's my buddy. <laughs> yeah, Real Ambition Fitness. Shout out to him. And then we yes. have another one, uh, The Motive. Uh, these are big gentlemen, and they are uh, crazy about their fitness, and they challenge me. So uh, big up to people who are uh, always bettering themselves. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. Bettering yourselves and then. Hanging around people that are better than you or smarter than you. Um, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I don't because then I can't learn. So. I like that. And with, with uh, picking the people around you and the friends that you make, what do you have to say about that? That's huge because if you're hanging around a bunch of idiots, you're going to be the sixth idiot if it's five <laughs> of them. So, uh, but if 
people that's like-minded, they have goals, they want to be better. If you hang around them, you will. You'll start to pick up their traits and habits. Um, and I don't want to pick on Travis, but I'm going to say Travis, okay? Because <laughs> Travis was a huge... Hi, Travis. Travis. Love you, man. Um, Travis always just talk about how he wanted to do fitness. want to do fitness, I want to do fitness. But never did it. And then one day, we all got out there and we started just doing it. And uh, we were... We lived in Santan, was nothing out there. So we started fitness, and to this day, like, I think he goes to the gym more than me. But I love it. Like, he, he's dedicated. That, that's his business. He started his business, and we vibe off each other to, uh, you know, um, he makes me want to be better, look better in my clothes. And, you know, if we go swimming, I can take off a shirt without being sad. Um, <laughs> well, and even the clothing uh, company, I like yeah. what it means because he explained it to me. Yeah. He was one of our first sponsors at the show saying that he created that brand to make people feel less intimidated going into the gym because they're just starting out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what my philosophy was before that is uh, I didn't have as far to go as he, as, as he per se, needed to go or where his goals was. But I started at home first because I wanted to I, – I, I didn't want to feel stupid. Now, you go into the gym, it's intimidating. You see these meatheads. You see these perfect, <laughs> you know, perfectly built women. And it's like I, I can't do half of that. But if you start off 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, and keep working your way up pretty soon, your body will – now you can go to the gym. Well, for me personally – I felt more comfortable going to the gym after that because, oh, okay, I can work out with them now, and now I don't feel as discouraged to go in there. Um, and get some friends that, you know. Will not invite you to Taco Tuesday. Well, I like food, <laughs> so I'm going to keep I'm kidding. Myself. That could be a cheat day. <laughs> yeah, it is a cheat day. Yeah, so have more Just balance. I mean, days. you got to live. It is. You just have to have a balance. It is. So, and before we leave, I know you have four awesome kids. One's yes. here, Brooklyn, with a beautiful smile. Um, and I understand you have a son that went to the Olympics. Yes. So, shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to Maceo. Uh, he has a good, awesome story. Um, you have to definitely contact him. But he was not uh, supposed to be able to do any sports or anything. He was one of oof, one of a few couple hundred or thousand kids that had gastroschisis where the lining of your stomach um his his organs was out and they had to push him in uh so he, he wasn't supposed to be able to play and do all this rough stuff but shout out to him he was in the olympics he uh this this well, last this olympics. last olympics in uh, tokyo and he's been all around the world he's made me a uh i'm gonna be a grandfather here soon <laughs> so uh i love him i love all my boys they are you know well well, uh, well-mannered boys. Thanks to the baby moms. I love you all too. Uh, <laughs> even though you probably pretty much don't like me, but um, yeah. But thanks, because you know, it take a village to raise these kids, and uh, I appreciate everything that they did. And like I told you before, made a lot of mistakes, but going forward, uh, I want to be able to. Uh, we have a clothing company and some self-help development things that are coming up because I want to. Uh, I was the walking mascot of my company fall off mentality. So uh, we trying to get people to bridge the gap and keep the communication between adults and children, help you make better decisions for the past, present and future. And it's again, 
the clothing brand that you have on your back, you need to represent. And hopefully with my brand, uh, people can understand my background, can relate. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I went through, what they're going through, and then they put it on and they feel like they can do it. Right. And well, which is the whole purpose of this podcast, really, is that, you know, people, for people out there going through their own thing, right. they don't feel alone. Right. So I put myself out here to be made fun of for you guys. Just kidding. <laughs> well, if they, if they look at my, uh, what is that, my TikTok, I make fun of myself. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's fun, though, you know. It, you have to, again, like your show, you have to uh, have some humor and, and, you know, but not afraid to talk about the hard subjects because those hard subjects will help you grow. Right. If you, if you are saying them with, uh, with seasoned with salt and out of love, it's not just, you know, throwing darts and daggers at people. Um, but if you're really saying it out of love and you really are trying to help people to be better, we need more programs like this. We need to have more adults step up and help our children to stop looking at these reality shows and these rappers and, and all this other stuff. That, and it's nothing against rappers, nothing against singers, nothing against entertainers, but they're not, they shouldn't be our role models. The role models should be us. Parents. As parents, yes. Yes, we should be the role models. Um, and uh, this TV shouldn't be their vision teller either. He, I was just telling Justin earlier, like the, you know, because we're coming up on our, geez, I don't even know, over 20 plus something episodes. And each time what, you know, it makes it all worth it is when we get messages. I get a lot of messages saying, hey, I needed that, you know, and if I just one of those is worth it, you know, and obviously highlighting you guys that are making an impact in the community in your own way. You know, anything's possible. So thank you for being here at Connect with Christina Mo, a.k.a. The Clout God. There you go.